Ready for the interview And if you get a cue Live on the laptop Watch what I'm gonna do Welcome to the show Let them know we got a point of view Hey, yo Let's have a combo Say what you feel Be real, that's the motto Real talk, pronto Doctor D, PhD Hit the intro Hold up, wait Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals Sisters in Psychedelics is a grassroots community and platform birthed in Vancouver, BC that empowers people to elevate the divine feminine and other underrepresented voices in the evolution of the psychedelic ecosystem. They offer in-person and virtual events like sharing circles for BIPOC folks, moms, psychedelic professionals, workshops, integration circles, and more for female identifying people. Sponsored by Numinous, Conscious Mind Clinic, and several others, the inaugural SIP Summit, or Sisters in Psychedelic Summit, is happening on September 10th at the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra with an epic, not-to-be-missed after-party planned at a private residence. Featuring all-female lineup of speakers, the keynote will be delivered by Dr. Pam Criscow, with other speakers covering topics like executive leadership in public psychedelic companies, modern medicine women, Transformation stories, trauma, sex, money, and more. Uh, by the way, B, I like that background. By the way, thank you. It's so nice. It's thank like you. Common. <laughs> we were talking about each other's hair before we started here. Just so you guys. <laughs> oh man, so nice to have you here. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. Well, you're talking about some topics that I, I'm very dear and near to me, uh-huh. uh, especially in psychedelics. But I noticed you have a, is it a conference coming up in September in Vancouver? Yes, Vancouver, BC, Canada, September 10th. You know, I'm like right near there, literally. Where, where are you? I'm in Blaine, Washington. So about- Oh, that is so close. Crazy, like 35 you, minutes away. <laughs> you have to get your ass up here then for that day. <laughs> <laughs> September 10th, right? Yeah. Yeah, September 10th. It's a Friday. I want to learn more about it because it's I'm so close. I have the Nexus Pass. I just pop over the Oh border. my gosh. Well, yeah. There's no reason why you wouldn't be here then. We gotta talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna I wanna hear about the sisters, yeah. psychedelics, how you came, how you came into this and how it's mm-hmm. affected your life. I would love to know. Wow. Um, yeah, definitely happy to be telling the story. Where do I even start? Um I guess I'll start with like a little bit about my background and you know how I came into this whole world. Yeah. So I was born in Surrey. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so essentially, um, graduated school and I worked in corporate HR for about seven years. And at that point in my career, um, I just kind of, I guess, like realized over a gradual period of time where like I'm just not very happy. Like I, I've been chasing this like material success that society has been telling us and that makes us happy. But once I got it, I'm like, oh, I, I don't know, I just feel the same. And so I did the most logical thing that one person would. Uh, I quit my job and I bought a one-way ticket to Asia. And that was four years ago. So drastic change <laughs> and uh, moved um, continents. I moved, I changed careers. And really the the, I guess, reason for me going back to Asia was twofold. One is to be on my own ancestral lands, uh, to be close to my grandma. I stayed with her for um, 
on and off for about like a year or so and really just learning about my own like family history my culture my language my traditions and all that and um the other part of it was to um, start building my own online businesses and i learned through a series of working with different entrepreneurs uh, what that took to do that and so super super interesting and it was in the midst of all my travels i landed in thailand and that was the first introduction to psychedelics to me so i had magic thai mushrooms um, it wasn't uh, really what I was expecting. I actually didn't feel too much on it except for like a light buzz. And so I tried again, still not much until I started mixing things together. And I'm like, oh, okay, finally, I'm getting that yeah. feeling. I'm getting that, you know, experience that all my friends are talking about, but it wasn't in the right set and setting. And I think we both know that's super important. We do. We do. Yeah. And um, kind of fast forward to, you know, COVID happened and I came back home um, to Vancouver and I wasn't quite ready to be here. And um, Digital Nomad Hotspot at that time, and I think still is, is actually Mexico. So no testing, no quarantine whatsoever. And so I followed my friends, went down there and actually stayed for seven months. And during that time, I just kind of dove in really deep with plant medicine and sacred ceremony and sitting with medicine in general. So I did my first ayahuasca, my 5-MeO-DMT ceremony. I fell into a crowd of people who were just very spiritually open and curious and did a lot more medicine work that I did and was able to teach me uh, set setting, safety, dosage, intention, all that beautiful work. And that led me to um, come back to uh, Canada because about six months in, like, you're, you're, you know, you're supposed to get out of the country and, and come back. And so I left and uh, came back home and I was really trying to find uh, my tribe, like, you know, psychedelic medicine, it really does change you from the inside out. And so how you look at the world, the perspective and your relationship with certain things changes, can change drastically uh, in a very short amount of time. So when I came back home, I was looking for my people and specifically a women-focused community within the psychedelic ecosystem. Couldn't really find it. I found my friend, Dana Harvey, and she was looking for the same thing, couldn't find it. And so we just thought, why not just put something up on Meetup and like see what we can call in? So late uh, November or last November, uh, so 2020, uh, sorry, 2021, uh, we had our first uh, potluck social potluck dinner at my house and it was 15 all random strangers women who showed up at my house uh, and we just basically shared our stories of healing transformation and we laughed and cried the whole entire night and that's really how um sip sisters and psychedelics was formed i mean that's a pretty good story yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> there's a lot of travel yeah. in there and yeah a lot of incredible experiences so you know i think it's interesting we're in this very um I feel transformative time, like all of a sudden psychedelics is starting to surge in the mainstream consciousness. And especially with Michael Pollan's Netflix special, yes. how to change your mind. I read the book. I listened to the audio book. I mean, psychedelics been part of my life for like the past six years. So I was like, wow. I've been into it, but like I hear other people now, like who have never even thought about it. Talk, talk a little bit about your experience, because I think a lot of people still are like, OK, you said you didn't get like the experience you want. I'm guessing mm -hmm. that's kind of like the mystical experience or the larger thing that you didn't experience first. What was it like when you first experienced that experience you wanted to have? Oh, the one I wanted to have. Let's see. Um, the one I wanted to have, I would say. It was the first time I actually sat in ceremony 
Mm. Um, and that was with, it was like, go big or go home, right? That was with 5-MeO-DMT, <laughs> wow. which is also known as the God oh or Spirit God. Molecule. <laughs> Holy and, shit. But you know what? You know what's really <laughs> funny that led me to that decision is I wanted to do ayahuasca. And I've been hearing okay. about ayahuasca for like about three, two to three years at that point of time. And I was really um, you know, like scared. I was really scared yeah, to do it because yeah. like, I've heard stories from people, you know, you might not have the best experience. It's really intense and, you know, so on and so forth. And so I was actually looking for something that was like smaller to start me off on. And so I was looking for psilocybin. I was looking for a psilocybin yeah. ceremony and the place that I was in, in Mexico at that time, I was in Merida and they just didn't have it for whatever reason. Like people weren't visiting at the time, just didn't have it. And so um, the couple that I was talking to that was facilitating these ceremonies are like we don't have that but we have a five ceremony crazy like it's, yeah it's like it's not smaller than what you're, <laughs> you know what you want but like maybe you should start at the top and work your way back down wow. like, I'm like there's some logic to that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah okay okay and so I, I bit the bullet and I went and um it was it was really and have you done five before no but I just heard it's like it's like blasting off like I yeah that's it, what it, I've it heard. I've like, just done psilocybin, you know, like big oh, okay. doses. Yeah. Big doses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, big doses of psilocybin is pretty much like ayahuasca. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like, yeah, for five, it's, uh, I, I would say it's like instant ego death. You don't really, yeah, there's, there's no <laughs> time for you to make a choice. Wow. Like it just, it just happens. And you know, what's really funny with me, I, um, the whole time. So, so basically let me describe the ceremony. Um, it was during the day, which is a little bit unusual for me. Cause I, I, I don't know, all the ones I've been to is usually during the nighttime because, yeah. you know, under the moon, you can work on your shadow work and stuff like that. And so it's during the day. So I'm like, that's new. And, um, we did rape, which is uh, tobacco and other kind of like dried, um, herbs, uh, yeah. mixed together. And they basically blow it up your nose. And um, that's not my favorite thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm yeah. definitely never going to be a coquette. So <laughs> they blow it up your nose. And um, with that, it, it's kind of a sensation of um, like stinging almost. Have you tried rape before? No, no. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of like a stinging and like it goes up to your brain kind of. And um, for me, I, I don't know how they blended it, but it was so powerful. I was literally rocking around in a circle like I was sitting still straight up but I just felt like my body just moving in, in tune with like energy and whatnot. And my vision was going blurry to the point where if you can imagine like old television sets and when it's not working, like the picture actually like moves up and like it starts from the bottom and goes back up again. That was actually my, my vision in real life. And I was just like, I think this is enough. I don't think I have to do five. This is like a powerful experience already. But of course I couldn't back out now. Like everybody, everybody's <laughs> like there. Right. And so, um, and so they went and they served people individually one by one. And I was the second person um, that they picked. And basically they're like crystallized shards and they, um, you know, like, like the bomb. And then you're supposed to uh, inhale yeah. for I think a count of like five or something until it fills your lung and then like slowly, slowly blow it back out. Probably by like the 10th second uh, of the whole thing, I was like out like a light. So wow. I like fell over backwards. I literally couldn't even have the strength to hold myself back up, fell over to the blanket. And I remember watching the first person who went and he rolled on his side. I'm like, good idea. I don't want to choke on my spit. So, yeah. <laughs> so I rolled over to my side and um, I, I literally just like melted to the ground. 
Like I didn't even know where my body stopped yeah. and where the ground started. Like it just, you become, I think that's the oneness that people are talking about. Yeah. I couldn't really feel my body. And at that time, um, my brain was still working and my brain was chitty chatter, like all about, is this ego death? No, I don't think so. Cause how can I still talk to myself right now? I don't think I did it right. No, I probably didn't do it. So <laughs> there's all this like little, you know, internal yeah. chatter that's going on. And um, when I came to um, the, the medicine giver, um, she came back to me. She's like, I feel the need to serve you again. Cause I don't think you took a big enough, <laughs> big enough. Hit. I'm like, how did you know? I was thinking about that the whole time. <laughs> and she's like, see, you know, the medicine knows. Like, wow. And so we did it again. And basically the same, the same thing happened, right? Fell over backwards. And, and I remember um, it was my first time seeing fractals. Mm. I, I feel like I'm not like a person that does a lot of um, visuals yeah. when I'm on these medicines. And finally I'm like, oh, so this is what fractals look like. Okay, cool. I get it. But it was the same type of internal chitter chatter. Yeah. Did I do it right? Didn't I do it right? Well, why, why am I still so like conscious? Like, you know, all this stuff. But again, my body wasn't there. And afterwards, I was doing a lot of Google research um, and watching YouTube videos about like, well, what is ego death? What is ego dissolution? And um, that was it. I had that twice. <laughs> um, but, the, but the lesson for me there was really, I'm so fixated on trying to get this right that I didn't even notice that I didn't. Mm. And so to me, that's like, where else am I doing this in my life where I'm not celebrating the successes along the way and just kind of really overlooking things and, and keep trying to go. And I think that's very paramount to this, our society nowadays, right? The whole hustle culture. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, yeah. Good reminder for me, for sure. Wow. That's crazy. I went in twice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ego death thing is crazy because like I did this wonderful spiritual walk in the desert with a guide. And it was a heavy dose of psilocybin. And uh, I remember he was telling me when it was happening, he was like, you're still there. Everything else is because I felt like my body just falling apart, which wow. if you never feel that, it's one of the craziest feelings ever to know what you That's exist crazy. like without your body. Like mm. it was it was but it was so peaceful also mm. to feel almost not burdened by that anymore. In a sense, and I was you like, were walking oh. in the desert, in the desert, yeah, you in, in Nevada, walking. Wow. walking oh. in the desert, yeah, it was crazy. I had How like a crazy, feel? huge experience. Yeah. So, okay, my my questions are like, how big of a dose did you take, and then how did it feel as you're walking but not feeling your body move? I did four grams. It's pretty high. Okay. Okay. And uh, I just couldn't feel my body. Like I, it's my limbs didn't exist. I don't, wow. I, it just was gone. It was like, it just felt like I was a, a floating entity. Wow. And, and I remember just watching my hands grow really big and then just dissolve. And I think if I didn't have a guide, that would have been very scary for me. Oh, for sure. Right. For sure. It's, it's scary to like experience like, like a death almost it's like you're dying on a weird level, yeah. but it changed. I agree with you. Like it changes, like how you see things dramatically like everything turned green to me it was like bloop, everything turned green it was like oh, wow. a light switch it was crazy very crazy there's a lot yeah. more to that story I'm telling yeah, yeah yeah i'm like oh i want to i was like hear a it, lot, like you know like breathing mountains watching the mountains breathe that was yeah. tripping me out and then my guide turned into a green monster it was so weird oh. it was i mean i like was in having a scary way 
it wasn't scary. It was funny to me. It okay. was just, <laughs> it was just funny. <laughs> I was like, yeah. and then like mm-hmm. I had a very incredible experience of I walked barefoot in the desert too. Mm-hmm. And then I knelt down to the ground and put my hands into the ground. And I saw the veins of the earth just grabbing my hands wow. and becoming one with the planet that I started crying, like sobbing. I understood what nature yeah. meant then. I understood it at that point. Wow. That was crazy. Wow powerful that's powerful like you can't be you cannot be changed after something like that right yeah it's crazy but five like the five that i keep when people have done they say oh you just blast off it's like there's no time it's just boom done i'm like I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to work myself. Well, well, you know what? There's another one that's even, I think, more intense. And I'm not interested in really trying it at all. It's iboga. Oh, I know about that. I don't want to be blowing my brains out and stuff <laughs> yeah. and like barfing and shitting yeah. all over the place. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if that happens on iboga or ibogaine. But um, for me, like the, the int- I don't know how intense or how much more intense it is, but it's the the length of time. So once you you take it, it's like, something crazy, like 42 hours. Yeah. Like 70, I don't need that. 72 hours or 36 hours. I'm like, I, I don't want to do that. I, I don't no. need that. I mean, yeah, by I, the time, <laughs> like I was like done being in the experience, my really, really big one. And I started seeing ones wondering if people were real and stuff like that. And I would like, I went past people hiking on the trail. I was like, I asked the person, are you real? Like I, oh. and I was like, I want to be done with this. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I've been there myself too, where maybe I've, I've gone a little bit more than my comfort zone or yeah. like a bit more stretched than I would have liked. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I kind of want to like, you know, go back down a few levels or like just kind of end it early. I, yeah. I think there are pills for that now. Oh, really? Yeah. Like if huh. you get too high, you can take something for it. Um, I don't know the science behind it, but there are definitely um, brands that are manufacturing something like that. And it just pulls you out of it. I, I would assume so. Probably not like right away, but more yeah. of a gradual type thing. Yeah. Wow. I'll have to try it myself <laughs> and I'll, I'll report back to you. Don't worry. You got to tell me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we might be seeing each other. I mean, like, yeah, well, like, yeah, you know, so close. <laughs> well, I'm interested. What's the, uh, what isn't, this is kind of a localized conversation, but also I think it's important for people all over to know, like, what's the scene in Vancouver with psychedelics? Cause I've heard a lot of different things about Vancouver and psychedelics give me the scoop yeah so i would say we are decriminalized here um psilocybin anyways i don't know yeah. i can't speak about the other ones um we have about i don't know seven to ten uh psilocybin dis- or psychedelic dispensaries up and running come on um yeah really? so actually yeah we have one partner in particular called truffle health they're in gastown uh, on the east side of Gastown yeah. here in vancouver and they are um they they regularly have like american clientele that come up for the weekend and i was actually there when when a group of them came in they're like they just walked in and they're like wow oh my god i can actually buy mushrooms here yeah <laughs> they're just like in awe of that like, right oh, yeah mm-hmm. this is normal yeah <laughs> wow yeah that's so I've heard of this a little bit about about that. So is is that something? So do you have like your favorite spot you like to go to for that? Or how do you, you know? I don't know. Um, I, I got to get in a different way. I got to get him a different way. You don't have to say it. You don't have to say yeah. the name. Okay. Right? <laughs> like, I don't know if I can give you my sources. You know, <laughs> I got a source, too. But it, it, if you yeah. say, like, <laughs> think about it. I'm in America. Like I yeah. get like, like, yeah. Well, you know what? It's, it's funny. Um, I think 
there's a lot more underground brands in the US. Yeah. And they're like a lot more better like packaged. Oh, like interesting. It, it looks like really nice. Like they put a lot of heart and soul into it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I can't wait till this is like just this foolish thing is over with all yeah. of this stuff. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's totally. so foolish. And there's there's an appetite. Clearly now it's being put out in mainstream like film documentaries. Mm -hmm. Clearly they know people are getting it somewhere, you know? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, so, in Canada, we also have the, I think back in February or March or something, we had this special access program that was rolled out nationwide. So what that means is doctors, psychiatrists, mostly doctors, um, were able to apply on their um, patient's behalf to get access to psilocybin, MDMA, and like other things as well, so that they can use it legally for their treatment. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's really are there any studies going on in Canada and Vancouver area? Um, about um, the drugs, no, medicine, not even drug. Medicine. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, give me a break. Um, what are you talking okay. about here. Jesus. Yeah, um, I'm sure there are. I just can't think of any on the top of my head. Um, there are definitely institutions here or organizations here. Um, so I would say Vancouver is the psychedelic capital of Canada. So if there's any kind of forefront things that are happening, like I'm in the city that I'm in the Man, right city. I got to get up way. there more often. Yeah, I'm <laughs> right should. here, you literally. Should, yeah. Well, you know, the pandemic messed me up for a while because I couldn't go across the border. I mean, Canada was mm. closed. To, right. Yeah. You know, so We're I recently now, though, <laughs> right. I've been to Canada a couple of times and I was reading about this street. Sorry, people. I don't want to blow anybody's cover, but Where this place in Vancouver where you could basically like the cops don't even really like mess with it or anything like that. It's just like you can just go and get psychedelics i don't know i read it somewhere on a oh thing. i was like which which street <laughs> like, I hold on i don't want let's, let's do this <laughs> offline <laughs> <laughs> okay we're talking after filming <laughs> yeah after this yeah. is what we'll be talking yeah uh, but so some of the organizations that are based here in vancouver is actually mm -hmm. maps canada so the multidisciplinary oh, okay. association of psychedelic studies canada's here um, they, well, they say that they don't have an office, but like it's here. Um, <laughs> there, there's also Theracell, which is a nonprofit organization, and they do training for, um, I think it's ketamine assisted therapy. So they train the people who would be um, therapists using this type of um, uh, medicine mm. uh, to be healed. There's also Roots to Thrive, which is a ketamine program that um, people can go through. And um, even Field Trip Health opened up a Vancouver uh, clinic here. Wow. Yeah, so lo lots of stuff happening. Lots of stuff happening. So tell me where the sisters and psychedelics is going. Like, so you're having this, tell us a little bit about the September 10th, um, mm -hmm. meeting of, of, uh, psychedelic folks. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so before I jump into that, let me backtrack a little bit to, um, so how we were formed. And so basically that was only eight months ago. And then fast forward to today, we basically have done, we've launched a whole bunch of things. So we're the first ones in Vancouver to, um, organize a women's only integration circle and integration circles are for people who have gone through psychedelic experiences and need some help kind of putting that back into, um, their daily life interpreting mm -hmm. it and like just you know wanting to get feedback or just wanting to uh, express themselves and be heard and be witnessed so that's what we do on a monthly basis we also host um, BIPOC sharing circles that I do online virtually uh, my partner my co-founder Dana Harvey uh, she hosts our um, psychedelic professionals sharing circle um, so for people who work in the field therapists business owners investors and so on and so forth 
Uh, we also, um, on Thursday, we're starting our moms sharing circle because moms is actually a really big group, or I think the biggest group that are using um, antidepressants and SSRIs for like postpartum depression and, yeah. and all that type of stuff. So introducing them to, hey, um, potentially putting down your you know pharmaceutical drugs and picking up um, more natural uh, type of a medicine alternative to help you um, with coping and whatnot. And on top of that, we also do socials. So um, the Netflix series that you just mentioned, uh, Your Mind on Plants aired uh, last Tuesday, and we had a little get together at uh, Dana's place where we had a potluck dinner. We watched the uh, one of the episodes, and then we just had a little discussion about it. And uh, we do educational workshops, so a whole bunch of other things um, that may not necessarily be uh, psychedelically related, but it all like it, within the entire like a uh, healing modality type of a thing. And so. The summit that's happening on September 10th, it is here in person, Vancouver, BC. It's going to be downtown. However, we are also uh, live streaming it for the whole entire world to join in and on witness. And uh, the live stream tickets are free for everybody. So I'll make sure that you get the link to that. And essentially, this is a one day of celebrating women in the space who are doing some really, really, really good work um, in the psychedelic ecosystem that may not have the recognition and acknowledgement that they deserve. So we're really just shining the spotlight on them, uh, helping them uh, platform their wisdom, sharing that. And um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, to be honest. It's, you know, kind of like a fast and fluid type of a style. We yeah. have 30 speakers for like a nine hour conference. Wow. So lots of panels, uh, lots of solo uh, talks. It's, um, I've been calling it an unconference. So instead of just kind of, um, instead of like the, I guess, typical like networking type thing, we're also embedding like yoga movement breaks. We're going to have like sound baths um, at the epic after party that is not to be missed out on. Uh, we yeah. also have like medicine drum and circle that we're going to be doing. So a, a lot of um, the variety of topics is literally everything from like accessibility of these medicines to integrating these medicines to listening to people's transformation stories. And we have Dr. Pam Crisco giving our keynote and she's going to be talking about basically uh, the lay of the land, psychedelics, where are we now, where are we going type of a thing. Uh, we also have um, a panel of business leaders who are women uh, that are, um, are either founders or executive levels of a um, you know, psychedelic organization. So lots of stuff. And like some of the more juicy topics is like, we're going to be talking about sex and intimacy and psychedelics. We're going to yeah. be talking about money, trauma, and psychedelics and how all that kind of comes into play. Wow, this is a serious deal. Yeah, like uh, my my head is spinning on this because I, I, I've been looking for something like this. Oh, OK. And, you know, because um, I, I produce a lot of series on my podcast and stuff of different stuff. And in one of the series I'm doing, it's kind of a weird offshoot, but uh, I'm doing a series docu firsthand account of people who grew up in the children of God sex cult. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be crazy. But like one of the people who grew up, she's a psychedelic therapist in Austin, Texas. Okay. I'm like, I want to do that. I, I want to be a psychedelic therapist. Like, I feel very strongly, very strongly about this. But I, so I'm kind of like trying to find different places or kind of shop like programs and things like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe this is an off, <laughs> off your conversation. I don't know. But is that something that is available in the Vancouver area that people are are educating people how to become psychedelic therapists? Um, 
So the, the first thing that pops into mind for me would be definitely take a look at Theracell. I can shoot you their um, yeah. website afterwards for that because they do do training. Um, and I don't know specifically in Vancouver who would be doing that. I'm sure there are. I just don't know who. Um, I know there's a few over in Alberta that's actually quite, mm -hmm. um, has a good reputation. So like Phoenix Academy is right. one. Optima Training is another one. Um, down in California, there is CIS, C-I-I-S. Um, that's a pretty well renowned. Um, and yeah, like other, other more, I think, I guess they're more like accredited institutions yeah. that do that. Yeah. I see. I see. That's interesting. I mean, like one, we need to, this is why, like, I wanted to talk to you because I was like, oh, B's doing that. I, I want to get as many people on my show that are talking about psychedelics within all the other conversations I have. So I just had Michael Thornhill on. Oh, yeah. Uh, from, Casa Galactica, mm -hmm. right? And I told him and he was like, oh, I know B, you know, yeah. she is. And so like, I'm just trying to get as many people over time because I see this coming. I know where this is going. I know where this, this is, this is going to hop over the, it's, it's happening. It's totally happening in society. And I want to like, I want to platform that for a lot of people. So like when you said, oh, you know, people, you want to get people out there and stuff. Bring them to me too. I will. I Got will it. give them a, a nice space to talk about this. Uh, and so that's something we could talk about that too yeah. off air. But uh, for sure, <laughs> I think it's such an important thing. And if if you if anybody listening, if you've ever done this, you'll see why I'm so passionate about it. You would yeah. you would know immediately. B knows. <laughs> she yeah, knows. yeah, yeah. And get it. Yeah. Can't well, unthink you so it. You that. can't unthink about it. You cannot unsee what you saw. Yes. Okay. I say that a lot too. Like you can't, you can't know what you know. You yes. Know, you can't unlearn what you learned for sure. Yeah. Well, you, thank you so much for offering for that space. I'll, I'll definitely tap into that. Please. And um, I think, you know, a related note to it is like, you know, SIP, what we're all about is not only amplifying women's voices in this space, but also other underrepresented voices. And so for example, um, this, so uh, the community right now is just for female identifying people. However, the event, the summit itself is all, everybody's included yeah. because we're realizing, oh, well, not realizing, we know that we cannot lift women in a vacuum. We need to right. allow other genders to come in so we can borrow their voices, borrow their platform so they can shine a spotlight on us and together we can lift up. It's so it's so true. I mean, I think for me as as a black man, like I don't know a lot of other people of my ethnicity that talk about this or have mm. access to it. So I like there's lots of meanings for me with this yeah. doing that. And it's just so funny that you're right across the border for me. Like you need to come up. <laughs> I know. I know. Just the <laughs> September 10th thing. I'm like, I think I'm it's a Friday, I think. Right? Maybe it's a Friday. It's a, it? it's a Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I have to like, I could easily get over there. So I gotta, I gotta get all yeah. the information. Yeah, uh, you should. Because I think it's, uh, man, this is just so needed. I see more of this happening. More of this is coming, and I think it's like anything, getting on the ground floor of stuff, and the wave, the the wave is coming. I see it. it's like a little wave, and it's starting to like, you know. It is, and uh, yeah, sure. it's just silly, all this. Like, I feel like you got to sneak around and stuff. It's just silly. Yeah. You know, it's like. So so what's the scene down in Washington like? Maybe you know, I think the closer you are to like more Seattle or if you're like um, Columbia Rivers, like a bigger scene there. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but, you know, I'm up in Blaine, which is like 
the country, essentially. We're like the Tijuana of, uh, oh, really? of Canada. We're like Canada's <laughs> Tijuana, man. <Yeah. laughs> it's like, it ain't nothing going on. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, so two, two things. One, I don't know Blaine that well, but I know that a lot of Canadians go down there to open up our PO boxes. So we yeah, can get, yeah. mail. It's we weird, can get mail and like, yeah, so we don't have to pay for, you know, import, export. Yeah. And then, so what are you doing in Blaine? So I just live here primarily for the lifestyle. I moved from Las Vegas. Oh, okay. uh, like four years ago, I moved my family up here. My business partner and my uh, fitness businesses, uh, he lives up here and he's lived up here for like 20 years and I had never been up here. And I was like, and I came and visited. I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. It's like a very different. And I, went, I wanted to go to a smaller place like mm -hmm. I mean, Blaine's small. It's like a little over 5000 people. It's hardly anybody. Oh, wow. Here. Yeah, wow, it's, wow. it's country, but it's also right near Vancouver. And it's yeah. so beautiful here. It's so mind blowingly beautiful. So it's a nice, peaceful place to be a mm. uh, good place for my daughter um, and my wife. So it's just it, it's actually we moved also because of my psychedelic experience. No lie. Mm. I had no respect, no real interest in nature before my psychedelic experience. Uh, and my big one. And after I did that, all I wanted was to be around like green stuff, nature, water. It was like a heavy determinant of why we moved as well. That's what it does for you. <laughs> yeah. you no, why. it does. It totally does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I just uh, it's neat. And I wanted to be near a bigger city also. So this kind of fit that, you know, and yeah. Vancouver is a beautiful city. And it's yeah. so beautiful. It's Are you closer nice to Vancouver than Seattle? Way closer. Seattle's oh, really? like two and a half hours away from from us. So okay. Vancouver is like Vancouver is a way better city. Sorry, Seattle people. It is like, Seattle's not great. I'm sorry. It just isn't. <laughs> it really isn't. It, <laughs> like, <laughs> there's pros and cons to each one. And like, I have to I mean, say that. I mean, you could say that, but uh, I just <laughs> not my type. The traffic is mind blowing. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It's not my it's just hard to get in and out. Uh, it's gone downhill quite a bit. Seattle. It's, it's just and it's just I mean, I know Vancouver. It's very expensive, too, and stuff. But there's just something different. Vancouver, it feels cleaner. It just feels like a different pace. I don't know. Mm. There's something about it. And, and the food scene's hard to beat. Vancouver. That is true. That is really true. Yeah. Our Asian food is known. I mean, uh, it's like the best outside of Asia. So. And then you got that look, that town Richmond going up towards like, yeah. which yeah. is like I, I I've been there and I've heard I've read magazine articles about people talking about Richmond has some of the greatest Asian cuisine in the entire planet. Oh, this town, really? This place. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? I think it's, it's amazing. Um, the, the nickname for uh, Richmond when I was younger, I think it probably isn't the case anymore, but we used to call it mini Hong Kong. Mini because Hong like, Kong. Yeah, because before 1997, when Hong Kong was returned back to China, there was like an influx of immigration oh, um, of I Hong see. Kong people that, that came over here. Yeah. And Whistler's amazing. I love going up there to Whistler. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to beat Whistler. That's incredible, too. A mountain bike up there. So yeah. just a lot of good stuff. But the psychedelic scene seems like it's really growing in Vancouver yeah. based off of what you're telling me. And yeah. where do you see this going, sisters and psychedelics? You're having this thing. What's the vision beyond this? Yeah, um, I really I think our goal is really to just like uplift 
Like the, the fact that our it's 2022 and when we're looking around at the other psychedelic conferences and, you know, podcasts and other things like this, the male to female ratio is so skewed. Mm. What do you, what do you them, mean? Like more males? Like, like, oh, definitely. It's like an really? eight to one ratio. Wow. Eight to one. Eight to one. And oh. not only that, but like, where are the diverse, diversified diversity right. people like you and I, right? right? Like it's a lot of like older white men in the space oh, and like they're, they're hitting the, the conference circuit. And so like, you see their name, you see their face everywhere. They're kind of giving the same talk over and over and over again. Oh, people are okay. kind of getting bored. <laughs> so, so it's like, okay, well, we, we need to change that. Right. Like we're, and I think as, um, the, um, the gender, right. And I think I can say this, <laughs> the gender that is more used to, um, you know, being, I don't know, I, I was gonna say the word shy, but that's not the right word more and more like self-conscious or like mm -hmm. self doubting a bit. Okay. Um, we're not used to being encouraged to put up our hand to be like, I have something to say. Yes. I want to be on this podcast. Yes. I want to talk yeah. on the stage. Yes. I want to write that article and be published. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, well let's start that platform. Let's start the community. Let's start the sisterhood where we can all encourage each other to do that. And then hopefully we can become the example for our future generations and other people who feel represented or are in uh, marginalized communities. Right. So seeing yeah. more people like us, right? Making a splash, right? Being yeah. loud and, and getting our message out there. What I'm really hoping is that that creates a ripple effect. And wow. that eventually the goal is, you know, there is equality, there is balance. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's such an important, it's funny, these things go together really well. I feel like equality, inclusion, and psychedelics, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's just interesting how there's an awakening, I think, and not just psychedelics, but in spirituality and growth in a lot of humans mm -hmm. and what we're learning. I feel like there's a lot of lost knowledge, like ancient people kind of knew a lot of this. Um, like and modern people are like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of funny, right? It's like the past and people, they understood land, the land and the medicine and ceremony ceremony is so important it's mm -hmm. so important as much as we try to get rid of it in our societies like it's the transitions of life are so important agreed agreed i think there's um there's also a new so along with um i can't remember the acronym but like the diversity equity inclusion and whatnot um another um concept that i'm hearing a lot about nowadays is like decolonization mm. right so Interesting. it's like you know people who came and took the land and kind of, you know, made the local people do things yeah. their way. It's like, well, no, let's take back what is ours, right? right. Like, this is our culture. This is our tradition. We want to be doing it our way and, yeah. and just having more of a, our stay and more stick in the ground and, and just like staying strong with that. You know, it kind of reminds me of like in Washington, you have like um, Mount Rainier, I believe here it's big mountain, but it's actually Mount Tahoma. That's oh. the indigenous name. So my wife and I are like, I'm not calling it Mount Rainier. I'm like, it's, it was it was Mount Tahoma. That's what it is. Like, but this things get always changed when people come and colonize different things. Mm. But just so just I just love kind of the culture, indigenous culture, and of people they embrace spirituality so much, and they have such a reverence for the land and the sea, and like they were all like almost the original 
uh, people about climate and caring about the land and going, wow, this is providing for me. You know, in a, just a very basic sense. And I feel like we just forget about that or we just, we, we think we have this incredible dominion over things all the time that we don't, we just create and don't think about it. Create and don't, we do that all the time. We create and don't think and just deal with the consequences later. Mm. Whereas like, that's one of the beautiful things about psychedelics is when you do it, all of a sudden your mind just explodes. Like you access all this stuff, this ancient highway of like, wow, I am part of this. I am part of this planet. Like, actually, like that was like the biggest revelation for me. It was like, wow, mm. like I, I am significant and also highly insignificant at the same time. <laughs> like mm. I am nothing compared to the ocean. Nothing. I think <laughs> like, one of the things that um, I've learned or have been taught along the way in this journey is um, I am you and you are me. Yeah. So everything that I do um, affects everyone else. Like we're, we're all in my CLM network. We're all connected yeah. and interconnected in some way, shape or form. So when, um, for example, somebody's like smoking a cigarette and they toss it into the forest fire and yeah. or into the forest and it starts right. a fire, like that affects everything. Right. So just having and sorry, just using psychedelics in a way to have more like empathy and compassion and love and patience and, you know, continuing that on and spreading that um, to other people, I think can only do us good. I think so. So tell me, like, for you personally, how do you see your psychedelic experience progressing over time? Is there <clears throat> you someone who would do it regularly or kind of intermittently throughout time? How do you see that for yourself or what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it really depends on which part of the world I'm in <laughs> mm. and what I have access to. Mm. So I've only ever done ceremonies. Um, well, the bulk of my ceremonies have been in Mexico because okay. it just feels like I'm on the land that is um, authentic to that medicine. Yeah. Right. So Oaxaca is known for magic mushroom. Right. Um, Mexico, like certain places in Mexico is also known for like uh, Pachuma, which is San Pedro or Priori, the cactuses, Mezcalin. Um, and then there are people who come up from like Peru or Colombia and they do ayahuasca there. So, so like it, to me, it's just like the perfect place to kind of sample whatever it is that you want to try next. Um, but here at home, it's, I have, my sources are like all psilocybin and mushrooms. Yeah. Same. So that's kind of like what I do. And, um, I don't, so when I got into psychedelics, microdosing wasn't even a trend yet. Right. It, it was all about like macro doses like you're the, the deep hero dose the big yeah. doses and things like that right and so microdosing to me is still a pretty new concept i i have tried it uh, i don't think i've done it consistently enough to see um the effects um however um yeah i think i guess i like a frequency basis i think i would i would sit with some or i would take some psychedelics once a month once every two yeah. weeks or so yeah not too often and it wouldn't be like a big trip yeah it would be like um maybe i want to go on a mini dose so i can like focus a little bit better yeah right or like i wanted to um do some journaling and i just want to really like tap into myself right right yeah that's interesting i i, I think for people who are going to listen they're going to find that interesting because there's so much unknown like for me i don't really like microdosing I, I don't know. Like, it's just, I've done them like, eh, okay. You know, I'm like, 
I'm I'm into the big trip, man. <laughs> I'm with a big dose, but I don't want to do that often. Right. Like, because yeah, I need a bunch of time to process it in between. Yeah. All right. So that could be like a year for me, like in yeah. between, just like, like I'm going into another big experience next week. But it has it's been like over a year and a half for me. Mm. So yeah. I need that's I need a, like long stretches in between because it's that's a really good point that you just raised. Yeah. And I think one of the um one of the like myths or like misconceptions that people have is um oh, it's the experience and that's all that matters. And it's really not. The experience is one part of the whole entire experience, the whole entire thing. And the thing that you really should be or that I encourage people to consider and and put more thought into is what happens after your experience, after your trip, what are you doing? How are you integrating that so that it is sustained change that you are improving your your life um, in some way, shape or form? So like either journaling, picking up uh, better self-care practices, going to see a therapist, maybe going on a microdosing protocol, maybe doing this and that, just like making changes so that you are, um, you know, happier, you know, being a better person. Yeah. It just takes time. I feel like it's like, how could you go in to have another huge experience when you haven't processed the the other one you had? Yeah. 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 I think people, sorry, I was gonna say, otherwise, if you, if you don't, integrate it right you don't process it you're just collecting experiences yeah which is still fine if that's your intention but for me it's like hey if i'm gonna put aside a full day to do this i better get like a roi out of it you know like i don't want to just be collecting like i want things to happen i want me to be better i want to like you know improve and progress isn't that one of the great different things about psychedelics she's like i gotta put a a full day i don't think a lot of people understand that who don't know anything about it like this isn't like your party that type of thing. This is like yeah. this is, uh, you know, prepping, getting ready, going through it. And then, you know, when you're coming down and you're like, it's just a different thing. Like I remember my first big experience. It took me hours after I had come out of it to like just deal with what just happened to me. Yeah. Like I was just so like blown out of my mind about what just happened. It just shook me. I needed that mm-hmm. time. So it's like it is it's like a whole day thing. Yeah, the whole day thing just for the experience itself. And I think I I would definitely, a rule of thumb is like for the next at least two days or so, depending on how big that experience is, uh, like don't do anything. (laughs) Like don't go back to work. Like it's all normal. Like take (laughs) some time for yourself to like, just, you know, just like gather yourself. Right. Cause like it's essentially, you never really know what's going to happen. And even though you can set intentions, it doesn't mean that that's what you're going to get. You're going to get what you need, not what you want. Yeah. And so like, be prepared, right? Be prepared to get your snow globe shaken up. Good way to look at that. I made the mistake of going uh, when I was in Vegas and I was running a, a club, went back to work and like all my buddies were like, um, you're not there. <laughs> like, like, you're like very weird and stuff. I was like, yeah, I should have been here today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like a Take very noticeable change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a noticeable change in the person and their feeling, you know, like it's just crazy, actually. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's crazy. and I think it might even be a bit damaging, actually, for you to like jump back into your, your previous life or previous routine mm. right away, because like you're you've changed whether you acknowledge that or not, like you yeah. have changed inside other people can't see that right because you still look the same but for you to then go back um into the environment that you were when maybe you're trying to you know move a step forward to to be doing something else 
that might just kind of offset a few things yeah. that you're trying to do. Yeah. Wow. I got to tell you, this is just, I want to talk to as many people like you as possible. And I okay. want as many people to hear our discussion and different mm -hmm. people for that. So B, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, it's right there, right? sistersandpsychedelics.org. But any other information that people can get on how to get in touch, please let everyone know. For sure. So we're on Instagram. We're at Sisters and Psychedelics. We're also on LinkedIn, um, Sisters and Psychedelics. But that's really the only two social channels that we have at the moment. We also have our website.org. You can sign up for our mailing list where we will be announcing or we are announcing um, exclusive updates and offers and invites uh, on a bi-monthly basis. And we still have our meetup uh, group on there for uh, female identifying people only. We're about, uh, we're over 400 members right now. Um, from all over the world, actually. So once we rebranded, we started off as uh, Vancouver Women in Psychedelics, and then in April we rebranded to Sisters. And since then, it just removed the geographical barrier. And so what that meant was like people from like Germany and Russia, yeah. uh, Spain, like you know, like all over the U.S., all over Canada, and uh, like in Korea as well, joining and coming to our uh, our online events. So definitely, um, yeah, encourage everybody to do that. Wonderful, B Chan, everyone. Thank you so yes. much. Thank you.